glad you're here. I'm Gary. I get to be one of the pastors here. And uh, this is such an exciting time of the year. Nina, thank you so much for what you're heading up. I'm, I can't wait to see what God has in store, um, the smiles and the joy that's going to be happening. Um, it, it wasn't a, a Christmas present. It was actually a birthday present for me that I want to I tell you about that I got. And it was, um, it was a great present, but getting the present was almost greater than the present itself. I came home from school. I was in grade school and my mom uh, handed me a little note and on the note was a clue. And it was a different location um, in the house. And so I took that note and kind of figured out what, what that was leading me to. And I went to this location and there was another note, another clue, which led me to another spot. And so here I am going all around the house. And sometimes it takes me into the backyard, sometimes into the front yard, back down to the basement. And I'm telling you, with every note, my anticipation was hitting an all-time high. I mean, I just had this jittery inside feeling that only a kid could get in a moment like this. One of the funnier things that happened was one of the clues directed me to the trash can out on the curb. And so I'm going through the trash as one of my buddies walks down. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking for my birthday present. And... uh, (laughs) So I wonder if to this day, if he tells that story, like, yeah, I guess, I guess my neighborhood wasn't very good. I don't know. Um, well, finally, I get this clue that leads me down into our spare bedroom and the basement, and I look underneath the bed, and boxed up was my first basketball backboard and rim, and I was so excited about it. Um, and And it was just, it was one of those things that, yeah, it was kind of one of my favorite gifts. I I don't know that I've enjoyed um, too many more than I have a basketball goal, but I will never forget the adventure that led up to it. It dawned on me the other day that Advent and adventure are pretty closely related. I don't know a whole lot about etymology and and things like that. In fact, I just looked that word up just to use it this morning. Um, So I don't don't know exactly where, how the two words connect other than I know that they're very similar. Um, We are entering into today, uh, beginning the season of Advent, which means coming or arrival. And it's that point in the Christian calendar year when we remember that there were people who were longing, deeply longing for the Messiah. And it's also a time for us to remember that we are still longing for that Messiah to come back, that we live every day with this anticipation of what is still to come. And it's a time for us to enter into an adventure, entering into an adventure where we, we may not know exactly where the next clue in life is going to take us. It's this time of adventure when we don't really know uh, the timing of things. An adventure acknowledges the unknowns without being paralyzed by them. And an adventure, you just feel yourself being pulled forward. Um, an adventure is just as much journey as destination. An adventure is a very active endeavor. Sometimes Advent gets a bad rap as this is a, a season of waiting. And we, we think of waiting as just kind of the, the old twiddle the thumbs kind of thing. But I want us to see that there is an adventure waiting for us this time of year. 
Um, I want us specifically, and, and for the next four Sundays leading up to Christmas, we'll focus on the adventurous aspects of our life journey. And today, I want us to see how an adventure demands a lot from us, but in these adventures, it awakens us to a strength that we maybe didn't know that we had. It awakens us to a strength that is available to us that, that we weren't aware of. And so as we consider um, this aspect of the adventure, I want us to see, and even more, I want to just allow yourself to feel the strain of holding on for dear life. This is what I want us to think about this morning. Um, what if we were encountering moments, and we, we are in this adventure, what if we encountered moments when we thought, man, I am about to lose my grip on life. This is a crazy, crazy adventure that I'm on. But what if those moments when we thought we were going to lose our grip became the highlight of the adventure? Maybe when we think we're about to lose our grip is when we realize we had a strength that we didn't know we had. Psalm 25 is, uh, is one of four passages that is an Advent reading. There will be churches all around the globe that will be drawing from particular texts, and this is, this is one of them. And I want us to reflect on this, and each of the next three weeks we'll, we'll draw from some of those same Advent readings. But this is a Psalm of David, and he is describing a, a life kind of as a difficult journey. Um, we maybe know enough about David, perhaps you do, to know that there were a lot of adventurous aspects to his journey. But what he is going to describe for us here is this is a difficult journey, and he is saying, I, I cannot successfully make this journey on my own. And so let's, let's kind of jump in. Verse 1, David says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. And I want to press pause right there. If you were to lift your soul up to the Lord right now, how would you describe your soul? If you were just going to offer your soul as you are right now, what is that like? Is your soul broken? Is your soul weary? Is your soul spread thin? Is your soul wounded? Maybe you're in a season where your soul has grown numb. Maybe your soul is healthier than ever. Maybe you're skeptical. David begins by just acknowledging, hey, this is who I am. I'm not going to put on airs. I'm not going to kind of come to God and say I'm something that I'm not. He just says, I lift up my soul to you. This is how I am right now. And so I want us to go into this passage and into this adventure just being really honest. Hey, this is, this is me right now. And let God accept you in that. So David says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. 
Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. Again, David is describing here, this is my life. This is the adventure that I'm in. And he, he is feeling the weight of the sins of his youth. He is in this point, uh, apparently on his journey, where he, is, he really needs to know what path to take. Where is life taking me? I'm not exactly sure. I need you to teach me your paths. I need to know your ways. So I want us to, just to, to help feel this, um, I brought a little something. Uh, this is always up here. I don't know if you've noticed it or not. Um, this is, uh, we, a lot of times we'll come in here and work out during the week. And, uh, okay. Um, oh boy. We're doing two services today. This is going to be fun. All right. Um, I want to ask you a weird question. How much does waiting weigh? How much does waiting weigh? Let's think about this, okay? How much, kind of reflect on when you were a kid or if you have kids. Um, waiting till Christmas morning. How much does that weigh for a kid? I mean, it's just like, it's never going to get here, you know? Um, how, how much does it weigh to wait in line at the DMV? Nobody answer that, all right? Um, what if you're in a season where you're waiting for some medical test results? you or a loved one? Um, what if you're, you're in a position where you got to make a big decision and you know this decision is going to have a lot of repercussions? Uh, maybe you've heard the phrase, I'm weighing my options. And you realize that it's, this is a big decision. This is going to impact a lot of people. Whatever I choose, I know it's going to be heavy. How much does a season of unexpected unemployment weigh? You're crying out, God, give me some direction. Not exactly sure what the path is I should take. And then how much do the sins of your past weigh on you? What is the weight when we are waiting in these times? Is it 100 pounds? Is it a ton? Does it feel like the weight of the world? Um, if you're wondering how much that weighs, it's about 3,000 pounds. Um, <laughs> no. Um, it's a weight that uh, I can tell you felt heavier um, at the end than it did at the beginning. And um, isn't that a lot about how waiting is? It just feels like it gets heavier as you go. Um, and it's in these seasons of waiting in which we hope that we don't lose our grip. 
That was the struggle that I was having. I was trying not to show it. (laughs) But I could feel my fingers just, they didn't have the grip. Now, David uses the word weight two times in our passage. First in verse 3. And depending on what translation you're reading from, it will use the word rely or weight. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, which uses the word weight. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. And then verse 5, lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. This word wait is a unique word. Um, We see a lot of places in scripture that use the word wait. In fact, we'll look at some more of those as we go on through this series in the next couple of weeks. But this word wait means this, to combine or to bind together, perhaps by twisting. And so what David is describing here is a very strong connection, a strong relationship that he has with the Lord because he's talking about combining his life with the Lord's life. He's basically saying, my life, my whole life is wrapped around and woven into and intertwined with the life with God. And so I want to illustrate something to help us see this. I brought, um, these are weightlifting straps. And I, ladies, if, if you like check out in this illustration or something, I, you know, or, or guys even, um, I know this is going to appeal maybe a little bit more to some of you in the room than others, but I'll kind of explain a few things. Weightlifting straps... Um, are real, real basic, and um, they first they'll go around your wrist, and then with this excess strap here, you'll put it around whatever it is that you're wanting to hold on to. In this case, the bar, and you wrap it, you twist it around, and so when we do this, we've got the the strap that's around our wrist and then this the strap is also around the bar and so really all my hands have to do is keep this strap from unraveling i don't really have to hold the bar as much and so what i'm doing is i'm holding on to the straps that are holding on to the weight you with me does that kind of make sense so you're really excited you're going to go to the gym this afternoon i know (laughs) so why would i do this well, there's two benefits of using straps when you're, when you're weightlifting. The lifting straps will help you hold on even when you're tired. If I'm wanting to do um, deadlifts, and if, my, if I lose my grip, then I'm not going to continue to do the exercise. So the straps are really taking care of the grip. I'm able to hold on, and I'm getting out of breath. <laughs> and then the other benefit of the weightlifting straps... Um, the straps keep me holding on longer, which allows the weight to accomplish its intended purpose to strengthen me. So the longer I'm able to do the exercise, the stronger I can get. Now in my notes, I was going to go through this next part while I was holding it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> All right. Now I want us to recall what I said about Psalm 25. This psalm depicts life as a difficult journey. 
one that we cannot make successfully by ourselves. So what's happening here in Psalm 25 is David is holding on to the Lord who is holding on to the weight. David is holding on to the Lord who is holding on to this future that he's talking about. He's combining his life with the Lord in that way. So what are the benefits of holding on to the Lord who is holding on to your future? The first thing is hope in the Lord and his strength helps us hold on when our strength wanes. When we feel like we are losing our grip, when we feel like we can't hold on anymore, the benefit of holding on to the Lord who is holding on to your future is that um, this is when we begin to understand we had a strength that we didn't know we had. And it actually comes about in our weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you. The Lord says, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly, this is Paul speaking, about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Even in, and I would say especially in, our weakest moments, we can learn to trust the Lord's strength. And we're not trusting in the Lord to lighten the load. This is important. What it does mean is we can trust that he is going to be in the heaviest moments with us. This is what we can trust. The adventure is that when we grow weak, we experience how truly strong God is. We come out of that adventure with an awe of God and his strength. And the second benefit of holding on to the Lord who holds on to your future is it keeps us hanging in there longer. And the longer we hang in there, it allows the adventure to strengthen us. So what does it strengthen? You see, the more, um, obviously, if I went to the gym, the more I lift this weight, does, does the weight become lighter? No, I mean, it might kind of feel like that, but no, ideally, I'm becoming stronger. So as we walk with God, the longer we hang in there with him in our adventures, that adventure makes us stronger. So what is actually in us that's getting stronger? It's our faith. Our faith gets stronger. It's not like we get so strong that we don't need the Lord anymore. We are saying our faith in the Lord is stronger. We are that much more confident of the Lord and his strength. The great adventure is a time when we are bound and twisted together with Christ, who is our hope and our strength. Again, how is your soul? What weight are you carrying? Is there something that you're waiting for that feels especially weighty right now? And this adventure that you're on, the tendency might be to say, okay, I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to power through it. How could you begin to wrap your life and your faith and your trust 
around the God who can hold your future. I read this uh, news article, it was online, and uh, it was from the Newport News, a a paper somewhere in, in Alaska. And I thought this was kind of a funny story. Mark Jones survived one of Friday's twisters lashed to a tree. You couldn't breathe, man. It sucked the air right out of my lungs for about 30 seconds, said Jones, 33, a trail guide from Fort Yukon, Alaska. It was serious. Jones has been through Alaskan blizzards and earthquakes, but he said they don't compare to the tornado that swooped down as he bicycled his 18-speed Fuji. Seeing the tornado behind him, Jones pulled over on Warwick Boulevard near the James City County line and lashed his bike and himself to a tree with his bike lock cable. I looked up and I saw the funnel cloud. There was stuff whipping around. I wasn't about to lose a $700 mountain bike, he said. (laughs) My feet were coming up off the ground. I guarantee you that. Jones watched the storm tear up trailers and houses nearby. And when the storm had passed, he was shaking so hard he couldn't stand. Jones said, I sat down and to tell you the truth, I had one beer left in my pack and I drank it. Maybe you're in a season that feels like a storm. Adventures have a tendency to be like that. There are times when we wish we could just call time out and step out of the adventure. Maybe you're in one of those places right now where you just wish you could just, could I just have an adventure-free week? So maybe your life is best described as a storm And I encourage you to wait on the Lord. To combine and twist together with your life, your life with the Lord. And when you're beginning to lose your grip, lash yourself to a tree. To the tree. What would it look like for you this week to realize as everything is whipping around you, What would it be like to wait on the Lord? To allow him to wrap around you and for you to hold on to him and for you to trust in this season that God's got this. God can handle this. And our part is to have our faith strengthened as we hold on to him. Um, I'm gonna ask our worship team to come up and uh, actually our prayer team will, uh, will also, you can make your way up and our prayer team will kind of be off to the side. I want you to think about a couple of things with me. Maybe it's just a simple question. What is, what is God saying to me this morning? What is God saying to you? This psalm begins by saying, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. And maybe just your next step is just a real simple offering up to the Lord your soul, where you are right now. Um, Maybe it's in the presence of somebody on our prayer team. Maybe it's just right there where you're going to be standing in just a moment. 
Lift up your soul to the Lord, your broken soul, your impatient soul, your weary soul, your doubtful soul. And then I want us to, uh, I want us to turn the, the, just the beginning of this psalm into a prayer that we can pray throughout the week. When the adventure feels a little too adventurous, when you feel like you are losing your grip, turn to this prayer. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you, I trust. When you feel like the sins of your youth are just too much, the sins of your adulthood are just too much, turn to this prayer. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, in you I trust. When you feel like setting the weights down and walking away, giving up and quitting, turn to this prayer. To you, oh Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, in you I trust. Or maybe even when you think to yourself, I got this. I don't need any help. This would be a great time for you to choose to humble yourself and pray this same prayer. To you, O oh Lord, I lift up my proud soul. And oh my God, in you, I trust. And maybe this is a prayer you need to write down, save it on your phone, something, just have it readily available. As we enter into a season of adventure, may we be a people whose faith grows stronger is we trust the Lord who is holding our future, who's holding these heavy things in our life. Let me pray for you. Lord, we trust our souls to your care. We release ourselves into your arms and the rest that we feel is in the strength of your presence. When this adventure stirs up doubt within us, may we hope in you. And may we learn to trust that we are also in your grip. To you, O oh Lord, we lift up our soul. O oh God, in you we trust.